2: We never watch Brown on the ice again. It'll be too soon. So that's just a comment, but uh I guess we can agree there.
1: <laughs> uh, this poor guy. I wonder I if We're really dunking. Uh, I'm just going to pass on that one. I think I'm just going to pass.
2: Episode title Josh Frown. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Drew Johnson. I'm here with Cam Hasbrook. It is the Bruise and Bruins podcast, minus Chris. Um, Chris puts the and in Bruise and Bruins, so it's just uh Bruce Bruins
1: right now. The and doesn't get enough love. You know, he's representing <laughs> the end today. He's taking one for the team, so it's all right. Yeah,
2: the ampersand. Um, but yeah, so it's just Cam and I, but uh there's a lot to talk about. The last time uh, we had a podcast last time we had an episode. The Bruins were down two nothing against the Carolina Hurricanes. It was really looking bad, uh, but it was really nice to see this resurgence. But before <laughs> we get into that, what are you drinking, Cam? If anything, uh,
1: Drew, this is a special beer to me. Uh, not because of any sentimental value with the actual beer itself, but this is my first beer since I saw you during game one. <laughs> nice. And was COVID-free, or so I thought I at least. I apparently, you know, you know, who knows? Um first beer since recovery, though. I was gonna wait till tomorrow, but then it's like why why? You know, this is the Bruce and Burns podcast. You gotta live up to the name. So uh, this is a Harpoon Summer Style New England blonde ale, hazy and crushable something we love to hear, an even 5%, uh, it's a seasonal beer they do, and it it is as advertised, it is a little bit hazy when you first pour it, and I guess it stays that way, but it sort of lightens up a little bit, um, but it is definitely crushable, despite it, like, it it almost has, like, a, I don't know, blonde ales kind of have that bitter taste naturally, but, um, it's still very crushable, despite a little bit of bitterness, so, I'm going to go drinkability pretty high, probably, probably like a 34, uh, and taste pretty solid, but, you know, it's nothing, something overwhelming, so I'm going to give it like a 22 as far as taste goes, but uh definitely the type of i mean like it's a summer style beer it would it'd would be great for the summer which is what we're getting too close to here at least in, in these main parts we get like a, a month of summer every year now we get a couple but uh hopefully soon hopefully soon
2: uh i am drinking water um that is a tasteability of zero but a drinkability <laughs>
1: Very nice. Yeah, I should mention I also have emergency <laughs> orange <laughs> or clementine or whatever the whatever the orange emergency is. I think it might just be orange. I made it kind of light though. I had I had like twenty four ounces of water in here, so I don't think it's made for like sixteen or something like that. So does it pass uh, the Drew test? Um. Oh, this is tough. I. You can make out, I can make out that there's like a screen through it, but I can't see you specifically. So I'm going to say no upon further review of the play. It does not pass the Drew test. Um, drinkability is obviously a 37. It's an emergency. Uh, taste is pretty low though, right now. It's like a three or four because I really put too much water in there. So,
2: <laughs> got to stay hydrated though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, the Bruins now tied the series <laughs> 2 2 uh quite the resurgence there um what's your overall take on it cam how how good was it to just see them come out like this uh, playing at home
1: yeah it's been a crazy couple days um i would say like you know i don't it's, it's a it's a completely different series now obviously than it was when it first started and uh anything can happen at this point i don't want to jinx the bruins but if they do end up going on to to win this series, this is going to be one of the craziest turnarounds I've ever seen. I, I, I forget who um, said it in, during game four, but the Bruins were – I think it was the ESPN announcer. Bruins were, like, outworked, outplayed, outclassed. Mm-hmm. They, they were no question the worst team the first two games. I know, of course, fans were upset about some, like – refereeing and stuff like that i get that that's always a factor in the in the playoffs It's just how it is um but even beyond that like the bruins just did not look good at all and carolina looked like a legitimate contender and those scripts like that flipped as soon as it went back to boston really i mean maybe not as soon i mean early on carolina scored that first goal in game three and you were like ah shit here we go again and then the charlie Coyle. Why, you know, you see the break on the penalty kill, and you're just kind of thinking, like, oh, my God. They, like, could they do it? And then you're like, ah, you know probably not. And then a perfect feed from, I think, with Jake DeBrusque to Coil mm-hmm. to bury that and then getting the perfection line going. Sorry, the erection line going again was, was huge because these guys obviously were, you know, electric in games three and four. They, they were producing at the rate that, you know, we've seen them in the past in the playoffs, at least early on and stuff. So um, to see that turnaround and then – uh, you know, to, to have the adversity of losing not only Hampus Lindholm, but also Charlie McAvoy for game four last minute. And you look at that defensive mm-hmm. court and you're like, oh, my God, the things were finally turning around for the Bruins. And now the worst possible timing of the entire season that Charlie McAvoy could have gotten COVID, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're all of a sudden without your top two defensemen for, for a pivotal game four. And then, you know, I think everybody kind of wrote the Bruins off for that one. And then, again, it was just a pretty – Monumental effort. I mean, I think the Bruins played quite well, but I also think that Carolina just handed that game away. They had no reason to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, remember early in game four, there was that five on three power play the Bruins had. They didn't convert on it. Carolina got the first goal again too. So like they had absolute control of that game. And then, I mean, you know, I, I know Rob Brynne thinks uh, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> about penalty calls and like gold interference and stuff. But at the end of the day, our team took nine penalties. Like that's not, Mm-hmm. the referees didn't do that you guys did that and some of them were like so one of them was his fault you know what i mean with the delay like mm-hmm. i, I kind of get the argument probably. there but I, that's not a goal in today's nhl i mean again like I, I understand that goaltender interference is like who fucking knows what it is as far as the mm-hmm. nhl goes um but i thought that was a silly challenge to take and, and put yourself in more of a disadvantage and then Ah, uh, the Tony D'Angelo cross check to the face. It's like that's a penalty ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like maybe maybe there's one or two in there that, you know, I, I just think it, you know they're acting like, <laughs> you don't want to see them acting like that. But uh yeah, it's just, it was a, a crazy turnaround, honestly. And and Swayman looked good, we should say, and and the defense looked pretty strong, I'll say, all things considered, without those two guys. So. Um, yeah. Just a really t- promising two games and, again, one of the most just dramatic turnarounds that I've seen ever in in a, in a couple-game stretch because the Bruins were just absolutely slaughtered by this team, not even just those first two games, but all season really, obviously, those were yeah. circumstances and stuff. So, you know, you're like, oh, my God, they've scored, what, five goals against this team all year? And the Carolina's got, like, 30 or whatever? And then all of a sudden, things come home to Boston and it changes. So, um, yeah. we'll see. But it was... I've been impressed by the last two games for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean it was it was really surprising to see how they were able to overcome, kind of like you said, Lindholm and McAvoy being out of the lineup for Game Four, uh, Lindholm before Game Three, even um, where like zone exits were a huge issue, and then yeah. you're throwing Josh Brown out there, <laughs> yeah, exactly. who you hope can suddenly become a puck moving defenseman, uh, Tory uh, Um, but no, they they it. it, it worked and it wasn't just Grizzlick and Mike Riley, the the two guys that you know can move the puck on defense. And, and Connor Clifton also, I think, is in that group. He's good with the puck. Um yeah. uh when he's when he's not turning it over that is yeah so usually yeah you know, he <laughs> can make some uh, good plays and
1: he'll sacrifice more.
2: But it was that whole like team coming together the offense came together on the exits too they felt more like they were like coal line because it it seemed a lot of the time they're just like oh no like a it, uh, Carolina's on the forecheck; they're right on them. I'm just going to throw the puck to where I think a guy is. They seem yeah. to know where each other was. The chemistry was more there, um, and it 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 resulted in two wins. Um, the it was great being, especially on the power play. Still struggled at times to get it in the zone cleanly, uh, but they seem to have kind of gotten a handle on it a bit. Um, and a play I saw them do multiple times on on power play entries was uh, it. Literally along the boards, a uh, guy gets it in the zone just with his stick. His body isn't even over the line, and he dumps it to a guy immediately to his right or left, depending on what boards they are. He'll throw it towards the boards, and that guy will skate it in or chip it in, and they'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that seemed to work. I'm, I'm curious to see if Carolina can figure that one out, and then it opens up other opportunities for the Bruins. It'll be a chess match in that way. But Bruins, just absolutely a new team, a new series here
1: yeah and the thing is that i feel like uh and I, obviously the, the tony d'angelo tantrum at the end and all of that is gonna kind of emphasize it a little bit but i yeah, feel yeah. like again it wasn't just that the bruins won but the hurricanes kind of threw like th- those first two games they appeared to be like an impenetrable fortress you know and mm-hmm. and they played that system so well and i think saturday tweeted it because I, I would like to give them credit but like, Carolina looks like a different team when they're down. I mean, obviously a lot of teams do, but they are so structured and, like, structurally sound, I guess, when they're playing with the lead, and that's all the Bruins had seen all season. So it appeared, you know what I mean, from, like, mm-hmm. the underfoot that it that they were the, some, you know, Death Star, and then all of a sudden, you know, they can implode too. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of interesting to see them unravel. And, um, again, nine penalties is, is not – that's the reflection of a game's worth of hockey, obviously. And that's a team that is normally pretty disciplined. That is really like just lashing out and not even just like with anger and that sort of thing, but it's just not adhering to their system anymore. And um, their forecheck, the pressure, the, the, the really the full ice press that they have is really dangerous. And the Bruins are struggling with those first two games, just getting the puck up ice and establishing anything in the opposite zone. Um, but the Bruins, when they were finally able to grab a lead, were able to kind of avoid that and force Carolina to come more to them and not just, you know, press into the trap, but also, you know, try to be a little bit more aggressive on the opposite way. And the Bruins could kind of work that back and forth game a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think the, the the old saying is that, you know, it's not a series until the home team loses. So nobody, nobody's blocked yet, and I think – it feels like that's going to be how it is. Whoever whoever drops the game at home first is going to lose. Whether it's you know the Bruins in a do or die situation in Game Six, or whether Carolina ends up finally dropping one here, or if it's going to end up going to Game Seven. So I mm-hmm. uh, hope everybody's got enough beer to hold them on.
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I think uh, you know it, it kind of it, it reminds me of the 2011 Stanley Cup Final against the Canucks. The home team won every game except Game Seven. That was the one time. The team, the away yeah, team, the good guys were able to overcome the bad guys. Uh, I was in eighth grade, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how bad. I remember it still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about D'Angelo a little bit because um, he he was certainly, I feel like, the most rattled uh, of all the yeah, games. I'll say. <laughs> um, obviously has a, a very, very shitty history uh racist I like that like we say
1: shitty homophobia. not troubled or like you know yeah, no, or, or a controversial past. no it's, no, just it's a just shitty a, history sh- like the shitty guy yeah. um, and and that
2: very evidently carries over on the ice throws a cross check in the face of Lazar for literally like no reason I feel like it wasn't even like to make a play on him like it's not that i want to say it's intentional i think the cross check itself was intentional yeah i mean like you, he you can cross probably, check somebody that was not happening. you can argue against all oh, did he mean to hit him in the face i would say maybe he did you can't rule it out just knowing him um but I, and then throwing the stick at marshy when he's or to block marshy's empty net goal yeah. is just such like the epitome of poor sportsmanship like, that's the shit you try to teach kids in sports to not do and be a good sport. And that's just total, like, fucking bullshit. If it didn't go in, it would be a penalty. Did you see his comments? He said either way it would have been a goal. So, like, I don't care that it's against the rules. Like Yeah, so, like,
1: like- I, I feel like that was the thing that really bugged me. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen somebody do this before, and it's like, whatever. But, like, I mean, it's, it's obviously not a great look. But, like... The fact that he would afterward was just like he didn't say like, Oh yeah, I like probably should have done that or something. I was just like yeah nasty. He was just like, Oh, well, like either way it's a goal. So like <laughs> like if that's if I'm the coach and that's my player, I'm like, shut the fuck up and yeah. go like do your job. Like I'm don't do this whole like, oh either way anyway, it's a goal. So I don't care if it's a penalty and blah blah blah. Like, fuck you, dude. Like you were just obviously got your like it's just like him like thinking that he's like playing himself cool and everybody's like, Yeah, no, you're just a fucking lunatic, <laughs> bro. We all know it. Like but uh, yeah, and it was also interesting to see uh, the general hockey world just like load up behind Brad Marchand for the first time in in ever really uh, when he was going at, at D'Angelo and stuff. So
2: yeah, I think it, it was great. You know, Marchand calling him out for being a racist in that exchange, and then uh, all D'Angelo can do is make fun of Marchand's nose, which he's it's the go-to for Marchand. I mean, yeah, which also like the irony there, of, like. <laughs> yeah seriously like yeah (laughs) Yeah. for sure um and i mean yeah i i think it's great to see him rattled like that like is he he's the villain just because of his past and then it was leaked over into the on ice shit um, but he's the villain, so it's always good to see that villain on the other team. Because every series, there's one guy who always sticks out on the other team. Usually, it's a dirty player. Or usually, died, it's Tom like, Wilson. <laughs> top, like a, but yeah, like a Tom Wilson, that's like an Wilson type. is going to be the villain, but they develop through the story of a series. Um, and Yeah, you they, had him right they,
1: from, the, from the get-go to Rudy Enst. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, uh, not the last time the Bruins faced the Canes, but what was it? I think it was like 2008, maybe even 2006. Um, Definitely not the last time. The, the Bruins faced the Canes, and it, it was Scotty Walker. He threw like a dirty hair earlier in the game on someone. I, I can't remember who it was on. And then he scored the game winning goal to like, kick the Bruins out of the series. So there's always those villains that pop up, and D'Angelo certainly won so far. Um, What's. Something else I wanted to mention was Bergeron taking that fucking stick to the eye. Ooh, yeah, just
1: like yeah, which again, like that's you can't complain about that. Like that's that's a penalty any fucking day in the book. So yeah. that's why I don't want to hear any like, oh, the ref screwed us. Like, all right, which one did they screw you on? Because oh, one, on one of them was a bum challenge. One of them was a cross check to the face. <laughs> one of them you almost speared out Jesus's eye. Like, what are you trying to? Who exactly was you know? not deserving of the penalty. So I, and there was a couple of trips and stuff that were like very obvious. So I feel like, you know, I don't want to hear any of that, which I, I haven't quite as much, but um, yeah, anyway, that was gnarly though. That like, and then the most Bergeron thing ever where like, he, like, skates over to the bench, and, like, he's like, all right, yeah, I think, I, like, I'm bleeding a fuck done, but, like, can I stay on the ice? And they're like, no, you gotta fucking stitch that shit up, dude. And the ref comes over, he's like, hey, are you bleeding by chance? And he's like, oh, yeah, just a fucking little bit, like, <laughs> that little, like, I, he did it very politely, but he was like, yeah, what the fuck, like, obviously I'm bleeding. Like, do you really need to come check my hands? Like,
2: uh, right, when, uh, like right when I saw the high stick, I, uh... I tweeted "bleed, Bergie, bleed" in all caps. Oh, and then, I didn't see that. Ten seconds later, I see the result, and then I quote tweeted it. Oh, not that much, Jesus Yeah, Christ.
1: I actually laughed my ass off with that, and I was like, "Lauren, you gotta listen. Check out this tweet from Drew." Oh yeah,
2: um, no, everyone did. It's actually it's trending now. Banger, yeah. Nice, like, well i hope
1: uh i hope it didn't like swell too much and like it's fucking up his vision or anything you know what i mean i I
2: saw like pictures of it that the bruins posted of them flying to rally and they're all suited up like they do before every fucking game um and he looked fine he has like a fucking sick scar there though dude he looks he like looks like scar from
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's gonna be kind of cool though yeah that could work from what i also think uh Like, you know, I'm not wishing for it, but, like, if the fishbowl had to be broken out again, like, it wouldn't be the worst, like, as a throwback to, like, (laughs) when we've had deep runs and he's had a fishbowl, so... You know, if he, he, like, ripped one out for, like, game five, I wouldn't be upset about it, is all I'm saying. Yeah. But I doubt Um, it. Uh, The only thing... Else that I can think of that I'm not going to be upset about is that the NBA playoff action is nonstop drafting DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 in any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings, same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom. You have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code TBN. TBPN. rather only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Hey, folks, this is Chris
1: Gear checking
0: in. Uh, transmission from the International Space Station. Uh, they let me have beer out here. Um, I'm drinking a Modelo Chelada Limon y Sal. Um, it is a Modelo with the refreshing flavors of lime and salt brewed in Mexico. Oh, boy. You can taste it. Yeah, that's a lot of lime, a lot of salt flavor. Um, We'll give it a 27 in tasteability. It's pretty drinkable. But I'd say that salt flavor kind of dings the drinkability a bit. We'll give it a 19. Um, All right, so just to give some thoughts. I I did manage to wash some Bruins while I've been out here in space um look they did it again uh coming down from an 0-2 hole we've seen the Bruins do it before you can never give up on these guys even across generations of players uh except you should always give up on them just for reverse jinx purposes I always love to throw out the the vibes out there that I have no hope in the team and that's that's when they generally perform the best so let's uh, let's keep that up um you know Bruce making a lot of changes. That's that's an interesting theme. Um, I feel like Bruce is often slow to react to things, slow to make changes, and he often makes too many changes. Obviously, we like the results here, um, but it's hard to say exactly what the changes that worked are, and if those changes are going to be sustainable. I mean, you got the erection line back together. That seems to be clicking. You love it. I mean that's a big move. Good job by Bruce knowing that like, all right, we need to really beef up that top line because they're being smothered by the Jordan Stahl line. Um, but I wonder if that's something that he sticks with if the Bruins move on or if he goes back to kind of spreading out that, that offense. Cause right now, you know, I think the second line can work without Pasternak cause it has before. I mean, Pasternak has been, was injured and, Holla and Hall kept producing. So we know those guys can do it. But right now that third line is is nothing. There's It's just Charlie Coyle. Um, so, you know, what do you do with that? Um, that's interesting. I think right now we like the results. So, you know, don't touch anything. But um, if the Bruins move on, something to keep an eye on. Um, McAvoy out. Uh, I mean... Tough circumstances. Obviously, he is sick. Otherwise, it wouldn't have come to light. Um, good on him either coming forward or good on the team medical for pointing that out, making sure more Bruins don't get sick. Cross my fingers, that doesn't happen. Um, worth noting that the Bruins were actually like surprisingly decent without him in the lineup during the regular season. Um, so... A small sample, but, you know, they won a few games. Um, and so, so it's not shocking to see them play well. I mean, you got pretty serviceable defensemen up and down the line up there. Uh, I think Josh Brown is a pretty stark example of why you don't need to go give up assets for, like, breaking case of emergency defensemen. Um, just call up somebody from the AHL. They'll be just as good. <laughs> um Lindholm maybe coming back in, love to hear that, um, should, should help out that depth. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I hope he's a hundred percent like that's, that's a brutal hit to come back from uh, Here here's wearing the, uh, the tinted visor. So, I mean, I hope that, I just hope they're not rushing him back. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to have that mitigating the loss of McAvoy to have him back in. Um, yeah. So, uh, all vibes, all momentum. Uh, let's carry that forward. Let's hope uh, the Bruins can go uh, steal another game and and uh, steal a game in Carolina and uh, maybe come back home and close it out. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for putting this together, Drew or Cam. Uh, I know it's been been pretty tough to be this far apart. I know we're we're usually only across the country, not. Worlds apart, but you know, got to keep it going. All right,
1: peace, guys. That was off the whim. I just wanted to say that.
2: Oh yeah, you didn't even read it.
1: As Cam Hasbrook.
2: Oh, Yeah. Nice. Um we have uh some questions well i asked for questions comments and concerns so we got a mix of the three for sure um (laughs) before we started i said we have two questions we got seven replies to that tweet so far so we'll rifle through them here uh cat silverman happy belated mother's day to resident mom on the pod uh hi (laughs) yes she says hi yes do you think the b&b boys should have to crowdfund any speeding tickets obtained by my pod guests who are given who who are given them trying to make it on time to record episodes so i don't i don't understand the last of that because there was some
1: yeah i do uh i'm gonna go with uh we're gonna bleep that one out (laughs) no and um I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Oh,
2: do you does. think the B and boys <laughs> should have to crowdfund any speeding tickets obtained by pod guests. Okay, okay. Yeah. There, Did you I not? thought well I thought she was talking about like Chris got a speeding ticket, but it sounds like
1: Oh no, it was it was the one cat got on the way here, yeah. I think. Which yeah. is uh, requesting We'll see how DraftKings does.
2: Yeah, we'll does. We'll, we'll talk with the uh, DraftKings HQ. We have a meeting with them tomorrow with the uh, owners. Yes, <laughs> we're now partial stakeholders in the company. We're on it's the an board. employee company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bruce and Bruins has a permanent uh, residency on the board, so we can uh, we always have a rotating member there for life. Um, next comment. This one's a comment. Uh, Patrick Laverty, aka Pat. At, Pat.
1: At Plaverty.
2: Wow. <laughs> Jesus, I can't really. It's read. so much
1: better if you say it Plaverty instead of p i <laughs>
2: No, it's Plaverty. It's uh, uh, no, thank you. Have a good night. Um, and that one got the most likes. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> fitting. <laughs> um, Sean Rajat. Do they keep browning if the top pair is out, or do they slot someone else in? Um So. What do you think? There, keep Brown uh, in or try to find someone else. The thing is, I don't know who else they do. Like yeah, back nine McDonough, is gone. gone like that's I mean, the only like, guy. Zabor, McLaughlin on D. Like, yeah, he kind of looks yeah. like
1: Chara, so just toss him there. Like,
2: who's oh, uh, the Boston kid? McDonough, McDonough, Mc. Mickey D's McLaughlin. That's what I was McLaughlin, saying. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah,
1: he's not a defenseman, though. Yeah, he just he's yeah, just tall true. and kind of looks like Z. So, it's um, true. no, I feel like they'll probably stick with him, right? Am I missing someone that like I forgot played for the team? Like, is John Moore still here somehow? Did he come back? <laughs> <laughs> Logan be, be thrilled, true. but um... um, no, it's just all young guys, and Cassidy
2: really doesn't like to go with those in like at least throw those inexperienced guys into the mix in the middle of the playoffs. Obviously, sometimes you, you're Arm is twisted with an injury or something. But if you have a more veteran guy like Josh Brown there, he's going to go with the old reliable, even if they suck. Hopefully, they don't <laughs> even, if they <laughs> even
1: if they suck.
2: suck, Hopefully, they don't suck consistently. They're yeah, consistent. kind of screamed
1: the shit out of Jeremy Swayman that first goal in game four. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you
2: know, but yeah, I, I, th- I think you stick with them. I don't know who the hell else they'd go with, honestly.
1: I hope. Did somebody ask, um, Omar Swayman? I don't know if that's a question people have, but I, I assume you stick with Swayman. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, gonna...
2: absolutely. No, you yeah. stick with the hot hand. Yeah. Um,
1: And he's better oh. at the garden. So I could see people being like, go back to all work on the road. You didn't do anything wrong, which like true, but also yeah, you got to stick with Sway.
2: Um, Chris had a follow-up follow-up cam. Are you going to be out of COVID protocol in time to be available for game five?
1: uh that actually will be the end of my uh my re- my required quarantines today so technically i will be out for game five yeah nice. um i'll still be masked though so like kind of you know i gotta mm-hmm. follow responsible cdc guidelines but he'll be uh, wearing the bubble i'll be yeah i'll be wearing the bubble but i am <laughs> uh, i am on the ice again starting tomorrow so yes nice
2: um and then sean had a follow-up to the follow-up who's the josh brown of the podcast
1: uh clearly chris because uh he's not here and yeah, neither is josh brown usually so <laughs> <laughs> usually yeah so but you know emergency situations only yeah.
2: Yeah. um pat then followed up with his own question brad Marchand has 63 yeah. career power play goals for brad Marchand. coincidence i think not i mean until he gets 64 um, then it's only a coincidence. No, but I mean, if if you're talking just like he's he's that good, then yeah, I mean that's not a coincidence. Yeah, it was a joke. Of, <laughs> but no, I know it was. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we treat but, everything
0: seriously here.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not a coincidence. That's just what happens after you have 62 and you score another one, that goes up to 63. So. <laughs> that's not, um.
0: Not a
2: Chris. Chris has a concern. Uh, I'm concerned about Drew. He said.
1: Yeah, um, are we all like? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I am. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, like... too, honestly. Um, and then Richie followed that up with the hashtag Drew test. So, I'll get that trending, folks. Um, then it's Bonesy. <laughs> no, uh, Bonzi Sam, how you doing? Uh, which one of you can grow the best beard? Um, that is easy. Cam has the best beard. Chris has the best mustache.
1: Oh, yeah. I had the little... Uh, I had, like, an Alex Verdugo kind of... I mean, people might not be hot on that, but it was... You know, we are getting there. We were, we, were, we we're approaching Mountain Man range, and then it started to get really fucking annoying, so...
2: But, yeah, Cam uh, Beard, Chris Mustache. This is the best I can do, so... Uh, this has been four months. <laughs> not four months, sorry. Four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> A month. <laughs> it, it probably will look the same in four months if uh, I continue. Um, we got... Hop geek news. Hops geek news. Um well, at hops geek news. Uh, if we never watch Brown on the ice again, it'll be too soon. So that's just a comment, but uh I guess we can agree there. You can
1: what was it Ian? I was texting if we,
2: if we never watch Brown on the ice again,
1: it'll be too soon. <laughs> uh, this poor guy. I wonder you if we're really, dunking uh, I'm just going to pass on that one. I think I'm just going to
2: pass. Episode title, Josh Frown.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't answer two good – if we had lost already, that would have been a good one, but one.
2: Um, And then, Lancey, with the last question here, just came through a minute ago. Dallas and Los Angeles are two teams that could be dangerous if they get hot in the West. What team would you be most afraid of getting hot in the East? Um, Carolina.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm the most afraid of right now. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, outside of them, Tampa, Tampa for sure. Yeah, like Toronto. Yeah, no, it's Tampa. Absolutely. Yeah. I Tampa. mean, but, but but really, Carolina though. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, but if, if that's cheating, then yeah. Um, um I don't know what the fuck. I mean, Florida's like legit, but also, what the fuck are they doing? Or are they not? I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah. So.
2: The Caps have really they've turned that series around haven't they didn't they lose yeah. game one and then now they're up 2 one um but yeah uh that's all we got uh so any any final thoughts cam
1: uh, Bees. It's gonna be an interesting one. No McAvoy against so He's gonna be in in COVID protocol. So
2: yeah,
1: that's gonna um, be maybe no Lindholm again. So we'll see. I I think people are like really banking on him being there. But like, if he needs an extra day, fucking give him an extra day. Like, don't seriously, give this, uh, yeah, you no know, brains. Like. I mean-
2: if if this was elimination game five, then maybe force it. If if he obviously <laughs> if he's willing, if he, because, I do not support that no, statement. No 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 no, no. <laughs> at him, all. No, no the- I do not do that for concussion. I know that, but a player is always like. I want to go I want to go if the doctors are like I mean he could but he'd also benefit from some more rest then they might be like okay let's let him as long as he's within the rules
1: yeah just <laughs> nobody hit him too hard <laughs> yeah seriously no one touch him he's gonna, he'll be bubble boy um
2: but yeah